of continuing with Evan Shleiman, continuing with Perik Vav, the Perik of Chinuch, and continuing with Simon Dalid, the Simon of Patching. And we saw yesterday, we began this, this is where the Vilna Goyen talks about patching, the topic and notion of patching your children. And we saw three parts over here in this piece, and we asked three questions, and we began putting the piece together, but we also prefaced the piece, um, the three-pointed piece yesterday, with a preface of patching in general. Are we supposed to do this? Are we not supposed to do this? Is it still relevant? Is it not relevant? We gave two approaches yesterday from the era, um, the, the recent and contemporary Mechanchem guides, spiritual guides and leaders of Klai Yisrael, the approach of the camp, of the, 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 the no-patching camp and the yes-patching camp. And I did mention that, you know, um, I have a, a personal Messiah from my Rebbeim, that in spite of, you know, Revolva's stance that we don't patch anymore, that the children can't take it anymore, we're, we're, we're shvach, that, that nevertheless we, we still do have a, 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 you know, that still is part of, can be part of our parenting system. What we didn't get to yesterday was, okay, under what circumstances? That's going to have to be spoken at today. We, we, we left hanging, we, we only developed this so far 50%. Today has to be the remaining 50%. But what has to be spoken at and developed today as well is even if we go with that camp that, you know, there still can be a proper time and a place and circumstances for patching, what, what is that? When do you patch? When do you patch? And that the guy, again, is not going to tell us as much as but the guy is going to tell us um, uh, within the discussion over here of the guy himself, which is such a fundamental discussion of itself, and that is how one patches. The hows of patching, not the whens, but the hows. When we understand the hows, that does help us certainly understand the whens. So again, let's see what were the three basic points that we saw on the guy. He said, if, when, when, not if, when a parent does patch, it can't be makas oyev der kas ha'ovar, it can't be, he says, A, an, a, the blow of an enemy, B, out of anger, C, on what he did in the past, Ra- rather it has to be lahatzileu mena osid, it has to be uh, preventative, it has to be a deterrent to make sure he's not going to do that again in the future. The guy mentioned as well, you have to do it, you know, in, 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 in meted amount, in measured amounts, slowly, a little bit at a time. Don't, don't, uh, you know, don't let him have it. Don't, don't let all the cannons fire away over there. And finally, he said, if you see that you're really losing it, if you see you're really angry, then you're not allowed to patch your kid. And we began assembling this yesterday. Let's pick up the threads where we left them off. Um, the guy said that if you do it on, for the past, you're doing it out of anger and you're doing it um, as an enemy. And that was such a powerful, powerful point over here, powerful insight. The guy was telling us is, is um, when I patch my children out of, out, of, out of anger, it's always the attack of an enemy. And what does that mean? That means that um, the, the, uh, the patch that the guy is telling us you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to, uh, um, uh, what's it called, administer to your child is the one that's coming from a place where you just got pushed too far. They punched your buttons too much and they pushed you over the edge. I mean, they, they made you nuts with their antics, with the shenanigans and with, with, with uh, them being off the wall. They made you crazy. They stressed you out. They really punched your buttons. And, and the, so much pressure built up, as we said, that you just have to have a release. You have to let go of all that steam, all that buildup, because you're going to go mishogo, and you let them have it. 
you let them have it. In other words, you're giving back to your kids everything that they gave to you. That's really what's going on in the lumdus over here. The scary thing, but that's what's happening. When that parent just slams his kid because he was pushed too far, the parent is saying is, I have to counterattack. I have to counterattack. There was an attack, a thrust, a blow. I have to parry and counterattack over here. And it's me defending myself and me counterattacking to, to, to um, relieve myself of all those, the blows that I got from my kid. And, and when it's a counterattack, that means I've declared you the enemy. When it's me fighting back because of everything that I'm getting from you, you made me Meshuggah, so I have to just suppress you. I'm doing more than suppressing, I'm defeating you, and when I defeat you, that means I've declared you as the enemy. So that's exactly what the guy is saying. And that is the, the blows, and the, the, the patches of a parent who ha, is, is, is doing this in response to his kid make him cra- making him crazy, in retaliation to his kid making him a sugar, and that becomes a makas oyev. A makas oyev. It doesn't mean I hate my kid. No, it's not about hating your kid. It's, it's about self-defense. It's about self-defense. My kids are driving me up the wall, and and I'm about to blow my lids instead of blowing my lid and having a nervous breakdown, I release all that stress on them. I, I, I launch a counterattack and I hit them back. I, I, I hit them back metaphorically where they were attacking me. I attacked them back. So this says the going is off limits. This you cannot do. Um, that's why the going tells us when, when when you're upset when you when you're getting pushed too far when you're you know, you feel the temper rising, you feel the temperature, and the tempers are rising within, you're getting very agitated, very angry, you're not allowed to hit your kid because necessarily it will be a makas oyev. And it's, it's going to be impossible to prevent that from happening. As much as I tell myself, well, they need it, it's for their own good. If I feel like I'm losing it, it's going to end up being a makas oyev. There's going to be some kind of relief, relief for me. That is the telltale sign of whether or not I'm allowed to patch my kids or not allowed to patch my kids. If there's some kind of relief, if I experience a relief and a release, that means that I did the wrong thing. That means I did the wrong thing. If I feel better now, it calms me down, that means I did the wrong thing. That was a makas oyev. That was a makas oyev. Very scary thing. But if I feel this release afterwards, this discharge of emotions that were pent up, if I feel a relief after I'm done patching my kids, Which is that was a makas oyev. That was a counterattack to the enemy, and the guy says, the guy, you're not allowed to do that. And as we mentioned yesterday, we're going to get this today as well, there is more than one way of patching kids. Patching kids does not have to be done. In a physical sense, there's other ways of patching your kids that can be done without the hands, and whether or not that's, that I did the right thing or the wrong thing over there, again, will always be indicated by was there this emotional discharge was there this relief and a release of all the stress when I'm finished that if there was that's a bad sign that that's that's a um, that is uh, that, that's a, that, that, that's a, that's a scary sign and a bad sign means I did the wrong thing famously you know the uh, I think it was the altar from Slabotka they say on him that whenever he needed to discipline his kids whenever he needed to discipline them whether that was whatever methods he used in the disciplining, that's not the, the, the point of this discussion. When the Alter Slabotka needed to discipline his kids, he would change his suit jacket. Change his suit jacket. He had a special jacket that he wore when he needed to discipline his kids. Not on him, not on his kids. Yeah. That's what I do with my kids. I put straight jackets on them, but no, on himself. <laughs> himself. 
He had his, 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 his discipline jacket when he needed to get upset with his kids. Discipline jacket? What's the chat with a discipline jacket? Um, uh, so the chat's like this. It was a gimmick. It was a gimmick that, that allowed him and forced him to calm down. Meaning, if he has a jacket, he's only allowed to discipline his kids when he's wearing this jacket. So by the time he goes to the closet, takes off this jacket and puts on the other jacket. So he's had... 5, 10, 15 seconds to collect himself, and that way he is necessarily going to not be giving any kind of impulsive discipline, which may be straying on, 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 on the side of, like the guy says, a makas oyev, a chasham coming from a place of anger, from a place of, of, of nerves, a place of stress, a place of tension. The key is, you know, to have a, a time delay in between. It's not extemporaneous, it's not spontaneous, it's not happening on the spot, therefore there's much less of a danger of it being a makasoy. So that's what he did. This idea of having his discipline jacket was to, to force him to have a time delay over there. There would be, there would be a lag. Um, so getting back to the guy. So here we see clearly that um, a parent sometimes thinks that he is an a expert parent over here and and he knows that uh, he's certainly within the camp of those who believe he still have to patch your kids because they need it. But if he's doing it, uh, he may be doing it entirely for the wrong reasons. He may be doing it just to calm himself down. And when it's to calm himself down, calm the parent down, that's makas oyev. Now the guy also puts that hand in and we have to t- return to another point the guy says and speak that out now. The guy also said that it can't be al ha'avar. You can't hit your kids for what they did in the past. And he puts that together in the same breath with kas and makas oyev, out of anger and, and the blow of an enemy. In, in that same peckle, he says, on what they did in the past. We said yesterday, discipline to your child, corporal punishment, beating them up can't be uh, punitive. It rather has to be a deterrent. can't be a, a punishment. It has to be to help them not do the same thing next time. Why does that have to do with... with, um, with uh, what does that have to do with anger and with the blow of an enemy? It should be two different things. Um, a, don't do it out of anger. Don't do it to calm yourself down. And B, don't do it to, um, you know, to, as a punishment. You should do it more as a deterrent. So let, let's zoom in on that. And I think if we zoom in on this point over here, why it has to be punishment, not a deterrent, we'll understand how the guy is putting all these things together and connecting all these dots. Um, why is it taka? How come I'm not allowed to punish my kids? The guy says you're not allowed to punish your kids. You, you, the, the whole, the whole avekstel, the whole um, foundation of what all of parenting is about is always a deterrent. It's a very interesting insight the guy is giving us. Never a punishment, always a deterrent. Never punitive, but always perfecting. Um, getting them better for, for next time, the association that they'll have for the next time this comes around. What's Tak the Bshat? The Bshat's like this. The <clears throat> um, punishment means this is what you deserve. This is what you deserve. That's what a punishment is. You did X, you deserve a Y. You did A when you do A, you deserve B. Sorry, Magielach Sukumtir. This is this is this is what you are deserving of now because of what you did wrong. You deserve this. That's what a punishment is, right? A, a very easy concept. Alum, this is very straightforward. Punishment means this is what you deserve. Now there are punishments in the Torah, sure, 
you chametz on Pesach, you get kares, as we deserve. You uh, on Shabbos Kodesh, Shabbos Kodesh, you take out the mushrooms from the salad because you don't like mushrooms. We'll, we'll, we'll kill you, right? You get skilo. Get skilo for taking out the mushrooms. Arthur knows Bayer, right? Arthur Akain? Is it with uh, Rabbi Feingold? Yep. Sure. So what happens if you take those mushrooms out of the salad shops and you don't like the mushrooms? We throw racks at you until you die. That's right. Give you skilo. Nisa skilo. <clears throat> you deserve that. You do have a desaro. Right there, we give you skilo. The Torah has many, many, many punishments. And punishments generally are, this is what you deserve now. This is, you know, here, here, this is what, your, you know, Shama requires, not a deterrence. Punishments in the Torah are not a deterrence. Yeah, tikkun, good, there's a concept of tikkun. But tikkun goes hand in hand with this idea of what you deserve. Tikkun means this is what I need as, to rectify the damage I did to my soul. That's the same thing as saying essentially, excuse me, this is what I deserve. Um... Now, here's, here's the thing, though. Yeah, certainly, there's punishments in the turn. All those punishments are, this is what you deserve. You ate, you ate Chazotreif. You deserve Malchus. Um, you you, you um, were, were uh, Mechal Yomtev. You deserve Malchus. You were Mechal Shabbos. You deserve Skila. That's what you deserve. But all such matters have to be determined and set by the Rebbeinah Shalalim. HaKadosh Baruch is the only one that can really determine what you deserve. What you deserve. He knows the rules. He's calling the shots. This is what you deserve. The Rebbein Shalaylam is the Bayre Aylam. The Rebbein Shalaylam is the Anaych Hashem Kecha. Like Chazal say, I took you out of Mitzrayim, you have to listen to my Gzeris. You're my nation, you have to listen to me. We are <coughs> subjects of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Rebbein Shalaylam lays down the law, and he knows what we deserve. When we break the law and we don't break the law, he knows what we deserve. And that's where the buck stops. Yes, there's punishments in the Torah, and yes, those punishments can be understood as things that a person deserves because he stepped out of line. But beyond that, like Mehechatesi, we know what our child deserves when... when, when, when when, when he steps out of line, we know what he deserves for disobeying us. We know what he deserves for, for, um, for uh, not staying in his bed. We know what he deserves for eating dessert when he didn't even have his supper yet. We know what he deserves when he takes your notebook and he scribbles on every single page. We know what he deserves for that? No, of course not. We don't know what he deserves. And when we declare that, when we say, you deserve this, you know, this is what you deserve, we're essentially saying, one, two things at the same time, we're saying, we're kind of replacing the Rebbeinshim with ourselves. The Rebbeinshim is the only one that can call the shots. HaKosh Baruch knows what people deserve. And second of all, what we're making is a louder statement. What, what gives me the right, the audacity, even to start, to start with, with such a statement to begin with, to get this off the grid? What gives me the, the goal to, to, to you know, make such a declaration that this is what you deserve, and therefore I know what you deserve. Where's that coming from? That's right. They're coming from a very deep-seated <coughs> mistake that I'm making. And the deep-seated mistake is I'm punishing you because of something you did to me. You did something to me. You made me nervous. You made me nervous. You got me... You got me all discombobulated. You made me tense. You made me stressed out. 
So you deserve this because look what you did to me. On a very deep level, that's what that parent is experiencing, whether they're in touch with it or not, whether they're articulating that or not, and that's what they are measuring out to their child. That's what they're meeting out. A punishment, this is what the child deserves. Why? Because look, look what you did to me. That's how I know, and that's how I'm able to make that determination of this is what you deserve because I know what you did to me. I know you did to me, and that's why... this. How you know? Oh, so Ramesh is asking a very good point. First of all, you know that this is we're explaining what the guy is coming to steer is clear, right? This is the mistake. This yeah. is a mistake in parenting. When I'm giving you this nice hand, I, I tell you this is what you deserve. I tell myself this is what you deserve. On a very deep level, it's coming from, again, that corrupted place of, of parenting just to... Uh, um, calm myself down as a relief and a release of myself. As I was asking, he's asking, not that we need to ask these questions, but in, in, in the trying to get into the mindset, the psychology of such a parent, how does he know how much the child deserves? You know how he knows? When the parent calms down, when I feel better, that's how I know when to stop. Right? I'm going to punish you till I feel better, till I'm not nervous anymore, because it's. If I feel this is what you deserve, and I feel this is what you deserve because of what you did to me. You made me so nervous. You got me so upset. You got me so stressed out at the dinner table. You got me so stressed out at the shop's table. You got me so stressed out when I was driving the car. So I have to now administer punishment. When I tell myself this is what you deserve, and I tell you this is what you deserve, again, A, I'm really saying this is what you deserve because of what you did to me. B, I'm saying that, that it's a punishment for what you did to me, it's punitive and not to perfect you. And see, how do I want to stop? I'm, I'm going to stop when I, it has okay, the desired effect, when I calm down. And Zach the guy, so guy puts all three ideas together. Again, punishment to one's child, patching one's child can never be makas oyev, can never be derkas, and can never be al ha'ovar, because they're all three peas in one pot. And three pots in one pie, and three pies that you're smashing in your kid's face over here. What's going on when you, when you do it for the past, you're making it a punishment, you're making it punitive. You're saying, this is what my kid deserves. What allows you to make such a statement, this is what my kid deserves? So I'm saying, <clears throat> I'm, I'm really punishing to calm myself down, because you got me stressed out, you got me all bent out of shape and tense. So I have to do it now to relieve myself of that stress, to calm myself down, that's makas oyev, and it's coming out of kas. I'm sorry, it's kas, it's coming out of kas, and it's makas oyev because it's a counterattack, it's retaliation. So none of that can be done. Yes? Okay, but what if my child is going to his sibling or... Okay, well, so what, 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 so, He's so, coming right? and tells me, oh yeah, he did this, this, and this. Yeah. How you feel? It doesn't affect you. It affects my, his brother, sister. It got me very upset. It gets so, me angry yeah, my kid. you decided to punish it's yeah, bad parenting. Out. Bad parenting is when it gets me upset, gets me angry. Things are out of control in the house. It gets me angry that he's not behaving. He's not treating his siblings properly. Bad parenting can come from anywhere, right? Bad parenting comes from parents that are getting nervous and stressed out, and that you can get nervous and stressed out about anything that your kids are doing, including fighting amongst themselves, right? Gets a, a parent stressed out. The situation's out of control on the home front. Kids are fighting with one another. They're not supposed to be fighting with one another. They're supposed to be calm, and, and, and they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be. When I'm not there, they're supposed to just be, you know, in standby mode. They're supposed to be just like, you know, each one sitting and, and minding their own business and calmly reading the newspaper, not talking to each other, not interacting with each other, or, or playing so nicely and lovingly with one another. They're not supposed to be at each other. So when they when they when they are, that gets me nervous. That gets me nervous. It gets me stressed out. And when I act upon that ner the nerves and the stress, again, that is cas 
parenting out of anger, which is parenting out of retaliation, which is parenting as a punishment, punitive parenting, not per, not perfecting parenting. Yes. There's another variable here. Is Children really well, we're not done yet. We're not done. We're, we're exploring right now what you're not supposed to do. What you're not supposed to do. Okay. All right. Very good. Excellent points, everyone, though. Now, um, so this is Nachamol. This is putting the guns together in such a, an elegant way. And we see, you know, such clarity what the guy is communicating to us over here. The insights the guy is giving us into our own psychology, psychology of bad parenting, and 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 um, uh, what needs to be avoided. What is rather, and instead, what does the guy tell us? How does parenting have to work? It has to be, says the guy, al ha'asid, latzileyman asid. Has to be a deterrence. It has to be a deterrence, and it can't be out of anger, and it can't be a makas oyev, which means all parenting has to be with the mindset that, that I am, like we said, not punitive parenting, but perfecting parenting. I have a I have responsibility to make sure that my child, my, my son, my daughter, they will end up as Erlich They're going to end up as good people, good Yidin, good human beings. And that is the guideline, the only guideline that I must use in any type of corporal punishment, any type of patching that the gun is discussing over here, it has to be reserved for what? For a situation where I feel that that um, what they did just now, they can't do that again. They can't do and if they do that again, they're on their they're one step further down a road that's gonna take them to, to a disaster. I can't let them go down that road. I have to patch them now to make sure that next time that that junction presents itself to them, they take the correct path and not the incorrect path. Deterrent. A deterrent for the future, perfecting them. That obviously doesn't come attached to any anger. That has nothing to do with my own nerves, my own stress. It's not a release for for my own tension. It doesn't provide me with relief afterwards. It's not there to calm me down. But it's there, mamish, as a cool, calm, collected, deliberate parent that can see where the child is headed, that can see what this incident may be leading them towards, and is able to say. I really have to make sure my child doesn't do that again. That when a parent is in such a place, A, they are not angry, they're not nervous, they're not stressed out. And we said, we mentioned what the altar used to do. He would change his clothes, calm himself down, make sure that even the altar on his level did not have any nerves or nervousness or, or, or anxiousness going on. And B, I'm not doing it for the past. I'm not saying that you deserve this, this is what you deserve. You deserve this. It can never be with that rhetoric of this is what my child deserves because then again, Viter, it's, it's just um, a retaliation. And see, I see clearly that I have to make sure he's not going to do this again. That's when a parent has a heter to patch their child, when all three conditions are met. That being said, we can return to we began today with, with you know, yesterday we went through the two mahach and the two camps of to, yes to patch or not to patch. You're supposed to patch a child or not. So we, we explored both camps of, in, in terms of um, the contemporary opinion in the G'dayle Mechanchim, our Mashkichim, the Mechanchim of Klai Yisrael. Within the camp of those who do promote still the patching, that say patching is something that still could have a time and a place and a situation nowadays, it's, it's not an unheard of thing anymore, it's not irrelevant. We said we still have to figure out under what circumstances you patch, when do you patch and when do you not patch within that camp. So now we basically have the the answer, the solution the, the, to that question, because the guidance set up the outline for us. We examine the outline, and we see what lies within the within that outline. We understand 
under what circumstance a parent is still supposed to be patching within that camp, within that school of thought. And it's, it's, it's quite, quite clear, um, again, under what circumstances we patch. First of all, patching can only be a deterrent. It has to be protecting them, preventing them from doing this again. And it can't be with any nerves, any tension, any stress on my part. It has to be completely to, to um, make sure the next time this comes around, they're not going to do it again. So what that shows us is, let's flip that around. Means when do you patch a child? If we're going with this mahalach of patching, when do you patch a child? You patch a child when they did something that they I have to make sure they don't do it again. It's really important to make sure they didn't do, don't do this again. For their sake, not for my sake. For their sake, as 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 uh, as um, a member of Kla Yisrael, for their own best interest in in terms of their development, their development is erluchidin. What they did just now, they can't do again. I can't let that happen again. When it was of such magnitude that this is something that cannot happen again, for their sake, not because it got me really nervous, but for their sake, for their own development, it would be very bad for this to happen again. That's when you patch. That's when you patch. My personal messiah in this is this is this ends up in one of two situations. One of two situations are are where this is applicable. Um, one is if the child does something that could has shaman in dangerous life, something that could be life threatening. Rachmanulitzlan, got a patch. You have to patch for such a thing. If your child. Um, wanders into the street. Again, we were talking about a child, obviously, that has enough das, is old enough to understand that he shouldn't do that, understand, to, to make that association with the, with the patch that you're giving him, that he's not going to do it again. Child wanders into a street, chas shalom. A child uh, climbs up the counter, starts playing with, with, with uh, you know, dangerous appliances on the counter. Uh, he's put, sticking things into the, the, the electrical sockets, the outlets, right? Anything of the sort, something that could endanger his life, that's something that, that uh, a parent patches for. Again, I'm not taking sides in the two camps we explored yesterday. I said, what, what should a, what one do with their own children? Should you go with the, the camp of the contemporary mashkichen that you shouldn't patch? Should you go with the camp that you should patch? That's an individual private discussion that people have to have privately. That's not within the, uh, our ability to do publicly. But again, within the camp of the parents who believe you, and, 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 I, and we have to still, again, once again, remind ourselves that there are multiple ways of patching your children anyway. Even if you're not gonna patch them physically, there are other ways of, of administering a patch, so it really is negate to everyone. Um, the patch has to be reserved for a child who does something that could, that, that, is, that is a sarconis nefashis. You can't let him do that again. Something which is, is life-threatening. Again, he has to get the patch immediately, swiftly on the spot. Um, and the other category is when a child does something of, of um, high order chutzpah to the parents. High order chutzpah, not, not mild. There's, there's, there's um, you know, every child will, will talk back to his parents. Every child will, will say no. Every child says, no, I'm not going to. But there's a difference between no, um, you know, mild defiance, and, and utter defiance, uh, a mild disobedience, and, and, and a dismissal of the parents. Uh, a chutzpah which becomes to the, to, to the degree of an utter dismissal of the parents as having any authority. The parents as, have any, as having any um, presence and stature as a parent, the basic respect that a parent needs to have, you know, saying no 
isn't isn't a total dismissal of the parents, saying, I understand that you're a parent, but I'm not listening to you as a parent. A total dismissal of a parent would be, again, the child has to be, we're not, I'm giving the bullet points over here. These, Each one of these could be a whole, maybe sheer in of itself. I'm only giving bullet points. Um, but in terms of, the, the, again, the second bullet point of when a, a patch would be mandated would be is if, if, if there is total dismissal of the parents, not just standard disobedience, standard defiance, but total defiance, um, vulgar defiance, vulgar disobedience, when the, the, the parent is completely tranced. So that, that also is not in the child's best interest. A child has to understand the concept of authority. A child has to understand the concept of of, of a superior and the basic respect for an authority, basic respect for a superior. And if that's not nipped in the bud, as we mentioned in previous um, shiurim over here, the uh, previous classes that we've had already in Perik Vav, if that's not nipped in the bud, that's going to be disastrous for a child. A child that doesn't, uh, is not, is not um, ingrained in that child basic respect for an authority, the concept of authority. When he's young, that's going to carry over to school, that's going to carry over to the workplace, that's going to carry over to driving down the street, that's going to carry over to everywhere, and that's going to be disastrous for such a child. So these are the two areas of, Again, within the child's own development and its own best interest, <coughs> where a patch would be warranted. What's the dividing line between standard disobedience and vulgar disobedience? Standard defiance and vulgar defiance. Maybe it would be nice to maybe maybe one time we'll go through that, give examples, and explore that more. Again, that's not going to be the focal point right now, but these are the bullet points. When a patch would be warranted and mandated. And just to wrap the whole thing up, let's 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 get back to that final point. We said that one should should not think that uh, just be, let, let's say a parent who says, "Well, I don't patch my kids. I'm a progressive-minded parent. I go with the camp of Revolba. I believe that you can't patch your kids anymore. They can't handle it. They're not tough enough anymore. Ch- children need lots and lots and lots of love. I give my kids only love. I don't give my kids patches ever." So, so we kept mentioning. That, that may, you know, that parent may be delusional. There's more than one way to patch a child. There is a physical patch, and there is a verbal patch. Oh, uh, parents can sometimes patch, give much more of a severe blow with what he says than what he does with his hand. And this is something that we all have to be, you know, mindful of. Every parent, whether you're in the patching camp or the non-patching camp, there's something called a verbal patch, a verbal blow. And again, this could be even more damaging, more destructive than you know, using your hand. And this is in terms of what is said and how it is said. Either one could be problematic. And a parent who loses it, because his kids push him over the edge, but he doesn't hit his kids, I'm not going to hit his kids, but he just like screams and has a whole tirade. And 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 and, and uh, you know, blasts them verbally. I'm not even before we even get into what he says, but in terms of how they're saying it, the volume, the decibels, that's another form of a patch. Screaming at your kids is is another form of a patch, and that that penetrates the same way a physical blow penetrates a child, and. The child, as we said, you're never allowed a parent to, 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 to give corporal punishment to your children if it's coming out of anger, it's coming out of wrath. A child who receives such a blow understands that right away. He internalized that. He knows that his, his, his parent was attacking him. He can't articulate this. He can't speak that out, but he understands that deep, deep down. He, he, he 
processes and absorbs the fact that his parent just attacked him. When a parent attacks through his mouth, the child also absorbs and processes that. Yeah, my parent just attacked me. My parent just let me have it. Let all loose. All Gehenna was let loose on me. A child feels that. He absorbs that. He internalizes that. That his parent just attacked him. Gave him makas oyev. So when a parent shouts at his child, the decibels get turned all the way up. That's just another form of, of hitting. And when a parent says terrible things to the child, just says things that, that are, you know, that, that, that are unfair and, 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 and abusive, verbal, verbally abusive to a child, that's another form of hitting. It's another form of hitting. Parent says, puts him down, criticizes, and certainly when the parent shouts the criticism, then you have the tarti so That's a verbal patch on, on two fronts. The decibels combined with the denigration, with, with, the, with the insults. Um, those are both forms of verbal patching. So, you know, let us not think that, oh, you know, we're progressive parents, we're, we're enlightened, we're enlightened, we don't patch our kids anymore. If, if you're very careful, just as careful with what comes out of your mouth to your kids and how it comes out of your mouth as you are with your hands, then you're talking an enlightened parent and you are firmly a, uh, within the camp of Revolbo and you are Bar Hashem and you'll get the Parent of the Month Award. But if you're careful with what your hands do, but you're not so careful with what your mouth does, you are not the enlightened parent that you think you are. And this is something relevant to all parents, whether we feel that sometimes you should patch your kids, whether you feel sometimes you should not patch your kids, there's more than one way of patching your kids. Okay, that's the, the concluding point over here to Simon Vav. And again, how do we know when it comes to what comes out of our mouth if, we're, if it's mandated or not? Sometimes you do have to shatter your kids, right? They're going to about to run to the street. You've got to shatter them, right? Leibish, get out of the street. Leibish, you want to get run over? By the, the Amazon truck, sometimes you got to shout at them, right? How do you know if your shouting was warranted or not warranted? If it was, if it was correct or incorrect? If it was a, a patch that should have been, should have been administered or should not? It's always the same. Get a drum, Rabbi. said so the parameter is always the same parameter. Am I doing it to calm myself down, or am I doing it because they need it as a deterrent? Am I doing it because I needed? To, I was so stressed out. They made me so nervous, so so crazy. I needed that as a release, or they need it. Is it me or is it them? And the indicator always is, do I feel afterwards that relief? Did I feel like, ah, oh, okay, I felt that discharge, that, that relief, I calmed myself down. If after you finish shouting at your kids, you feel that discharge, that's always the telltale sign, Rabbi say that it was a makas oye, that was just another form of patch. But if afterwards, you're like, you know, you, 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 if, any, if you're mischart, should I have done it, should I have not it? But, but it's not about the, the, the relief. It's not about the release. It's not about the, you calm yourself down. It was done from a cool, calm, and collected place. And there wasn't this, that discharge afterwards. It means you did it for them. It was done for them. Generally, there's never room for any parent to, 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 to denigrate his child, to say derogatory things. And that's always awful. That's always terrible. Tell your kids, you know, bad things about them. That's always makas oyev. There's never really a time and a place to put your kids down. The decibels, sometimes you need to shatter your kid because they need it, and sometimes you're shouting at your kid because you need it. And then it's, again, it's just another form of a patch. So the Rebbe Shalom should help us always have clarity, should help us be positive, powerful, perfecting parents. And to be a perfecting parent, we have to be perfecting ourselves. And never those punitive, punishing parents who are just punching their children we should never be those types of parents and we should have a lot of siyad shmai